Is the beast in Revelation 13 the same as the beast in Hosea 13? If we feel like we're being tormented by an evil spirit, what can we do about that? And how do we ask forgiveness for sins we don't remember? The answer is when we understand the text. This is When We Understand the Text, a daily Bible study in the Word of Christ, that we may be children of God without fault in the midst of a wicked generation, among whom we shine as lights in the world. Tell your friends about our ministry at www.utt.com. And once again, it's Pastor Gabe. Thank you, Becky. You're welcome. So a couple of announcements here right at the very start. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody knows this. They, they would not be, have been able to tell listening out there in podcast land. Okay. But we have had just these ridiculous technical difficulties recording because sometimes just for oh, whatever yes. random reason, the, the recorder will just stop. Yes. I got a new cord. It, and I mean, it was like all the time. It yeah. wasn't just once. Yep. It was all the time. And if I left my board running, mm-hmm. the greater the, the chance. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't shut it off and then turn it back on when we were ready to record. Mm-hmm. The greater the possibility of having those interruptions during like, a recording. Sometimes five times within within a minute oh i know it it was a lot it would be absurd (laughs) so i got rid of the cord that ran from the board to the computer Mm -hmm. and i've switched it out for a Mm usb-c those of you who understand you know the difference between usb 2.0 and usb-c okay i'd unplug it and show it to you and you would understand but then the recording would stop let's not (laughs) i'll smile and nod and look pretty Ever since switching out that cord, I've not had a single problem with this. Woo-hoo! So praise the Lord. Yay! We've solved those technical difficulties. That's number one. Number two, mm-hmm. I've been teasing out for the past couple of weeks that I'm putting a video together that you may see what, what your contributions would be going to mm-hmm. as far as investing in the ministry of when we understand the text. Yes. That video is up now at WWUTTEXT, mm-hmm. the YouTube channel. So uh, it's not the main channel, which is just WWUTT, right? But you're looking for the extended or extra channel. However, we want to translate that ext yes. in there. <laughs> but uh, I'm going around the outside of our house mm-hmm. and showing what I want to build to have a studio or have an office right there at my house. Yes. So you and I don't have to come down here to the church and record whenever yep. we're doing That'd the podcast. Be awesome. And then Becky can be more regular. Yay! <laughs> You need to go find that video and watch it. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's it. I and thought share. about playing it here, but yeah, I, I don't know that that would do any good. Not really. It's it's more of a visual. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's It's not very long. It's a pretty short video, but mm-hmm. you get to see like here. If you've made a donation to When We Understand the Text, here's how it'll be used. Yes. On that note, I want to say thanks to a few people who have sent us contributions. Yes. Thank you once again to Alberta, Mm -hmm. who's very regular in sending a donation. And as I've shared about Alberta before, it's always something that uh, corresponds with a Bible verse. Mm -hmm. I don't have it in front of me here, but it was 1 Timothy chapter 5. I know know the verse was in 1 Timothy 5. Thank you to Alberta. Also, thank you to Scott, Mm -hmm. who sent us a donation in the mail. So we got one by PayPal and one by mail. Yes. And I also want to say thank you to Andrew, who sent a gift And attached to that gift was this note. Hey, Pastor Gabe, been listening to the show for a couple of years now, and your ministry has been a big help in keeping me on guard against many liberal doctrines. 
that seem to be creeping into the church these days, as well as just a consistent means of biblical reflection. Appreciate the ministry and keep up the good fight. Amen. This one from Jason, who also sent a gift. I'm very thankful for Pastor Gabe's daily teaching of the word. My seven-year-old son and I listen to him, and I want to encourage Gabe to keep pressing towards the goal. We have victory in our great King Jesus. Amen. Amen to that, Jason. That is touching. Father and son listening together. I love it. To the podcast, to the Bible teaching. That is great. Yeah. So if you want to make a donation, you can go to the website, www.utt.com. Uh-huh. There's a give tab. And it's going to direct you either to giving via P, uh, P, 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 uh, <laughs> uh, giving either via PayPal. I did it again. <laughs> oh my goodness! PayPal. 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 That's what it is. <laughs> PayPal. <laughs> uh, or you can mail in a donation, and it's got the address on there that mm-hmm. you can you can send a donation to us. Uh, when we were in Kansas, it was 501c3. It was tax deductible. Yeah. That's not the way it is anymore. So you're just kind of, you know, on a merit basis. Yeah. <laughs> you're just taking it on uh, on good faith that we're going to use that responsibly. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate, you know, some of the gifts that we've gotten that have a note attached. Hey, just buy a pizza with it. You know? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, too, because we're pizza eaters. We are. We like to do that. All right, let's get to some questions here. This first one, okay, so, so first of all, being Friday, mm-hmm. we respond to questions from the listeners, and you can send those questions to when we understand the text at gmail.com. Now, this first one was sent by a friend at the church, mm-hmm. and she sent it to you, was it via text? Yes. Or she tagged you on Facebook? Facebook. Or, yeah. It was Facebook. And you sent it to me via text. Yes. Because I'm not on Facebook. Right. Uh, so let me let me pull it up here. Becky and I text a lot. Now I have to go back. I don't. Scroll, 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 I don't talk scroll, to scroll. anyone else on my phone more than my wife. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Scroll, <laughs> scroll, scroll. <laughs> Makes me feel special. <laughs> Where did it go? Do I need to send it to you again? Oh no! I thought the pictures that you sent me of Bubba. I thought they were from last week. So I was thinking I'd gone too far, but I'm in the right neighborhood. Oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. Uh, begins this way. Somebody on Facebook had posted this. Here we go. In Revelation 13, 2, Jesus shows the beast to the apostle John on the island of Patmos. And John writes, and the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it, the dragon, Satan, gave his power and his throne and great authority. Notice the beast is described by Jesus as a leopard, a bear, and a lion. But in Hosea, we read in chapter 13, verses 4 and 7 through 8, I am the Lord your God, Yahweh, from the land of Egypt. You know no God but me, and besides me there is no Savior. So I will be to them like a lion, like a leopard, and I will lurk beside the way. I will fall upon them like a bear robbed of her cubs. I will tear open their breast, and there I will devour them like a lion, as a wild beast would rend them. Beast, leopard, lion, bear. The same four archetypes that Jesus uses to describe the beast are the same four that Yahweh uses to describe himself. Uh, Houston, we have a problem. So who was that in Hosea anyway? Was it Yahweh, the Lord God of Israel, as it says, or was it the lying beast? 
What if Yahweh of the Old Testament, who we have been taught by religion was God the Father, was really the beast? No more Jesus protecting us from God. No more good cop, bad cop. No more angry God ordering the killing of innocent women and children. No more upset and regretful God drowning his creation in a global flood. No more dictator God controlling humans by raining down death, destruction, and terror on those who defy or anger him. Who was that that hardened Pharaoh's heart five times, leading to the death of innocent children? He actually hardened Pharaoh's heart a lot more times than that. That's what I was thinking. Anyway, Deuteronomy 39, 39 to 42, Yahweh says, See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no God besides me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. Anyway, I'm going to skip the rest of that and move on. Who is this describing anyway? Our God, full of grace and mercy forever and ever, who will never change? Or is it the beast? He says he will make his arrows drunk with blood. Doesn't this sound like the one who steals, kills, and destroys? We need to read for ourselves to see what the Bible says. Stop blindly following what we've been taught and ask these tough questions. Well, I agree. You agree with what? I agree that we need to stop um, and reevaluate for ourselves the and be Bereans, basically, yeah. of of what we've sure. been taught and make sure that's the truth still. Sure. Th- this guy, whose name is Mike, mm-hmm. uh, he is not being a good Berean at all. This is ridiculous. Yeah, that that's the only thing that I agree. <laughs> this is taking... I was taking, trying to be positive. Yeah, I'm not. This is stupid. <laughs> um, this is taking the God on the right side of the book and pitting him against the God on the left side of the book as though they're two different gods. Right. The And a lot of people do that. Oh, yeah. A lot of people. Right. Yeah, like like the God in the New Testament is so much nicer than the yeah. God in the Old Testament. The God in the New Testament is all about love. Jesus is God in the Old Testament. Yes. He's pre-incarnate, of course, mm-hmm. the incarnation of Christ, then, uh, whom we would know is Jesus Christ. He's not yet come. I wonder if people think that Jesus was, bo- when Jesus was born on earth, that he was actually like, ta-da, there's Jesus, God. <laughs> you know, like there's the, the Trinity now versus in the Old Testament. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I well, don't if it. the, if the How latest. They, like separate the two. <laughs> If the latest state of theology survey that just released from Ligonier has any revelation on this for us. Okay. No pun intended, since we're <laughs> going to come to the book of Revelation here in a moment. Fair uh, <laughs> if, it, um, if it reveals anything to us, one of the questions that they have asked, and, and this question has been pretty uh, consistent over the last few years. One of the questions they, they state, or, or they give various true-false statements. Okay. So a person has to say whether they think it's true or false. Okay. And one of the statements they give is, Jesus is the first and greatest creation of God. Oh. 79% of evangelicals believe that statement is true. Well, what? That Jesus is the first and greatest being created by God. No. Yeah. No. Most e- most evangelicals <laughs> so, are heretics on this. So I was right then. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, right. That I'm kind of uh, affirming what you yeah, had said earlier. That, that, which was absolutely ridiculous, but I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, Becky well, was putting out a hypothesis, and uh, I affirmed it with like the, with the research. One. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I eat my words. There is no uh, this God over in the Old Testament and this God over in the New Testament. Yeah. Jesus is present 
at the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. He was not absent when God is raining down fire and brimstone, nor was he in disagreement. Mm -hmm. In fact, it says in Genesis chapter 19, beginning in verse 24, and Yahweh rained on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from Yahweh Mm. out of heaven. Yahweh rained from Yahweh fire and brimstone upon Sodom and Gomorrah. This fellow, Mike, he wants to say that Yahweh is God the Father and Jesus is not Yahweh. No, according to Philippians 2, 5 through 11, Jesus Christ is Lord, Mm -hmm. meaning that Jesus Christ is Yahweh. Mm -hmm. He is Yahweh. Yahweh's not the Father and then the Son. Jesus is Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And this statement in Hosea that he was reading from, this is the pre-incarnate Christ, mm-hmm. who's talking about being both the Savior and the judge of Israel. There's no Savior but me, but I will be to them like a bear, like a lion, like a leopard, mm-hmm. which are strictly similes. Like he, he's making reference to these wild animals that tear apart. Right, that people fear. Yeah. So let me go back here a little bit uh, to Hosea 13, starting in verse 4. I have been Yahweh your God since the land of Egypt, and you were not to know any God except me, and there is no Savior besides me. I myself knew you in the wilderness, in the land of drought, as they had their pasture, then they became satisfied. Indeed, they were satisfied, and their heart became raised up, therefore they forgot me. So I will be like a lion to them, like a leopard I will lie in wait by the wayside." I will encounter them like a bear robbed of her cubs, and I will tear open the chest enclosing their heart. There I will also devour them like a lioness, as a beast of the field would rip them open. These are similes. Mm -hmm. The destruction that comes upon you will be like this. But the description that we have of the beast in Revelation 13 is more describing the character of who the beast is. Mm. Revelation 13, beginning in verse 1. And the dragon stood on the sand of the seashore. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. And on his horns were ten diadems, and on his heads were blasphemous names. Which means, this is not God. Mm -hmm. Blasphemous names? Right. God is not going to sin. Yeah, he's not going to blaspheme himself. (laughs) Verse 2, And the beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were like those of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. Who's the dragon? The serpent. Yeah, back in chapter 12, it says the dragon is that ancient serpent Mm -hmm. who is Satan. It specifically says the dragon is Satan. Right. So the dragon gives God authority? That would be ridiculous. That would be absolutely ridiculous. So this is absurd, this this parallel that Mike is trying to make here between Hosea 13 and Revelation 13, and and that it's it's like Jesus is stopping the beast from destroying and the beast is really God because Jesus is the one that um that that stops God's vengeance or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, whatever whatever it is he's doing there. 
In Revelation 19, it says that Jesus is going to strike down the nations with a sharp sword, and he will rule them with a rod of iron, and he treads the winepress of the wrath of the rage of God the Almighty. Does that sound <laughs> does that sound peaceful to you at all? Oh, goodness. He brings peace to his own, mm-hmm. to his people, to his sheep. Right. But to those who don't know him, that description that we have in Hosea 13, that's who he will be to those who don't know him. Mm -hmm. He will be judge. He will be a destroyer. Yes. Uh. So it's just like it says in, I I think, Hosea, uh, also Joel, Zechariah, that the the day of the Lord is a day of dread Mm. for those who do not know the Lord. Right. But for us, we look forward to that day. I think they use the same animals just because that's the most vicious that they're encountering at that time. Exactly. Right. So you you use what you know. And if nothing else has trumped that to be more scary, then you still are using the same animals. Yeah, they're just similes. (laughs) The parallel passage to Revelation 13 is not Hosea 13. It's Daniel 7. Hmm. What John is describing there is a fulfillment of those things that have been prophesied in in Daniel 7. You have the same beast described there as well. Gotcha. And different context than Hosea 13. Mm -hmm. So you got to look at the context. Right. And that's that's one thing Mike says, look at the context, but he doesn't do. (laughs) Yeah, he claims to be a good Berean and be careful about that because there's some teachers out there that will say we need to be good Bereans. Yeah. Rob Bell used to say that. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. I mean, he was a heretic. Yeah. So just because somebody says, hey, we need to be good Bereans about this stuff doesn't mean, oh, well, they're, they have rightly divided the word of truth because mm-hmm. they said we need to be good Bereans. Which is why everybody's in charge of doing your own research and looking at the whole text. Exactly. We all have a responsibility yes. to to understand the Bible rightly. Yes. Absolutely. So I appreciate that, uh, that little... Um, <clears throat> A piece of Facebook that Judy passed on. (laughs) Drawing your attention to it. Yes. Now, where are we going? Okay, I'm just scrolling back in my phone again because I wanted to see pictures of our son. That's where I'm going. (laughs) He is a cutie. Uh, Going to the email. This question is from Galen in California. Hey, Pastor Gabe, I am loving the flashback to your series on Galatians. Mm. I have to be honest, though. I kind of like it a little bit better when you're doing your commentary than playing old sermons. Hmm. So just like this, where I'm talking instead yeah. of instead of playing old sermons. When I'm driving to work, it feels like you're there and we're having a conversation about biblical things. <laughs> I have to admit, I might talk back to you out loud while I'm listening, even though you're not really in the truck with me. I don't think you're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've heard that before. We have. Yeah. <laughs> Like at G3, folks will come up yeah. and like, hey, it's, you sound just like They're you do like, when I'm listening to you. come over every day. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we listen to you all the time. We're having a conversation I in my kitchen. I yeah, love it. I appreciate it, too. This is, uh, this is a blessing of God to be able to do something like this. Oh, yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on. Anyway, that's not why I'm emailing. On Monday in your Galatians series, you finished up chapter three. But on Tuesday, you started in chapter 4, verse 8. Did you not have a sermon for verses 1 through 7? I'd love to hear it if you still have it. Thank you for your ministry. Well, let me go there and read it. And I tell you what, on Monday, this coming Monday, I'll just go ahead and do that. It won't be the sermon playback. Okay. Uh, so I'll do, I'll do Galatians 4, 
catch up one through seven i think if memory serves that was the message that i did on easter sunday oh okay and either i saved it in a different spot because it was a a specific message for easter Mm -hmm. um or i didn't record it so that's also the possibility yeah the uh technology or the recording devices that we were using weren't foolproof sometimes they wouldn't record yeah they, they were difficult. <laughs> that still happens now. It does. And what's funny is, uh, you know, I'll usually teach on Sunday night. Pastor mm-hmm. Tom is preaching Sunday morning, and then I'll teach on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a, a recent message that I did that didn't record, and our sound guy came to me and apologized. He was really super apologetic about it. And I said, hey, don't worry about it. I'll just come back in here one day and record it, you know, to an empty room. Right. And he said, I feel bad, though, because it only happens to you. <laughs> <laughs> And it's true. I, I don't know what that is, but I just I don't have the best luck when it comes to you would think doing the radio stuff for so many years, I would have the technological prowess. But, yeah, you know, the stuff just doesn't want to work for me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you. It's it's the Lord working on your patience. <laughs> it must be. That's right. The Lord needed me to go through that again yes. for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> So Galatians chapter four, let me just go ahead and read through verses one through seven, and then I'll do the the exposition of this on Monday. Now, I say, as long as the heir is a child, H-E-I-R is a child, he does not he does not differ at all from a slave, although he is owner of everything, but he is under guardians and stewards until the date set by the father. Sorry, we got like ambulances and fire trucks going by all of a sudden. Uh, Verse three, so also we, while we were children, were enslaved under the elemental things of the world. But when the fullness of time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son than an heir through God. Hmm. I'll do that again on Monday with less sirens in the background. Hopefully. (laughs) And do an exposition of that passage as well. But I appreciate you listening, Galen, and for catching that. Mm -hmm. Because I did notice that I didn't have Galatians 4, 1 through 7, but I'd probably have just pressed on yeah. If I hadn't heard from somebody. (laughs) Yeah, you would have. But since you want to hear it, because I did mention in the in the sermon that played, you know, yesterday or well, what was it? Wednesday, Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday. I did mention in there uh, the first part of Galatians four, even though I didn't do the yeah. exposition on it. And then it probably wasn't recorded because you only do a recap whenever it wasn't recorded. Yeah. All right. This next quiz. Uh, this next question is from Gina. I think is how you pronounce her name. It's it's spelled unusual. Okay. Hi, Pastor Gabe. I'm hoping that you can help me out. A few days ago, I had bought a Ouija board to see if I could contact my parents who had passed away almost a year ago now. I only used it once, and since then, I have been experiencing some strange things happening to me, and it keeps happening always around the same time at about 3 o'clock. I feel like I'm awake, but I can't move or speak, and it feels like I'm being pinched, but I don't see anybody there. How do I stop it? Can I just throw the board out, or is there a certain way to get rid of it? Thank you for reading this message, and I hope to hear from you. Yeah, you need to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. So you've been Definitely. you've been dabbling in the occult, and there are consequences for that. And you probably are being tormented by some kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. 
Whether it's all in your head or whether that spirit is actually there makes no difference. You are being tormented by something because you were messing with something that was uh, that was not of God. Mm -hmm. In the law, it says that we are not to deal with these things with communicating with the dead. Mm -hmm. Just because King Saul talked to Samuel, who was dead Mm -hmm. at the end of first Samuel, that doesn't mean that we can do that. Right. Uh, uh, Saul was, in fact, going against not only the law of God, but his own order in the kingdom Mm -hmm. to try to conjure up Samuel from the dead and communicate with him. And as a result of doing that, Samuel said, you and your sons are going to be with me tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Right. And just, you know, vexed his spirit. He didn't want to eat. And then but what Samuel told him was going to happen actually did happen. Mm -hmm. That was the Lord's curse upon him for doing that. It doesn't mean that you can conjure up a spirit and speak to it. We cannot communicate with the dead. Right. That's uh, referred to in the New Testament as sorcery. And it says in Revelation chapter 21 that those who do sorcery will not inherit the kingdom of God. So you must repent of this. You must Mm -hmm. come before the Lord and repent of what you've done. Ask God to forgive you. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't suggest something like an exorcist. Right. But you do need to go talk to your pastor about it. That's what I was going to suggest. And not just for this experience, but also for helping you with your parents, the the death of your parents. Right. I mean, yeah, you're, you're obviously very grieved in your soul over that. Definitely. That's a good observation, babe. Thanks. Yeah. So what, what has driven you to this? You yeah. you feel that pain, that sense of loss, wanting to communicate with your parents. Yeah. And instead of turning to the Lord to give you peace about that, mm-hmm. you tried to go to the occult. Right. And now you're suffering the consequences for that. Consider these words of Jesus in Luke chapter 11, beginning in verse 24. When the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest And not finding any, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it swept and put in order. Then it goes and takes along seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they go in and live there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. Now, it happened that while Jesus was saying these things, one of the women in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breasts at which you nursed. But he said, on the contrary, blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Mm. So God's favor upon you, Gina, will be that you hear the word of God and you obey him. Mm -hmm. Ask God's forgiveness. And as we have that promise in 1 John 1, 9. If we ask forgiveness, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Yeah. And once again, my encouragement to you also would be to talk to a pastor, mm-hmm. not just to receive, you know, healing from this circumstance that you've done, but as Becky mentioned, because of the hurt that you're feeling at the loss of your parents. Yeah. Let's take a moment to pray for her right now and then yeah, let's. see if I can get to another question here. Heavenly Father, I thank you that Gina has emailed in, and I pray that as her spirit is convicted and even tormented over what it is that she has done, that you would forgive her of her sins. If her heart is repentant, that you would cleanse her of this, that she would confess this to a pastor who is able to give her counsel. And as her heart is obviously breaking and at loss because uh, of her parents' passing, that you would give her comfort in this. And the comfort that she needs to hear is from your word. It's what you have said in your promises. We cling to the promises of Christ. As Paul talked about in 2 Timothy chapter 1, he brought 
immortality to light through the gospel. And in 2 Timothy 4, that we receive the crown of righteousness, and so will all who have loved his appearing. So let Gina's longing, her devotion be for Christ and give her comfort in her soul as she wrestles with this loss. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I think here I had one other question that actually had something to do with 1 John 1, 9, now that I've mentioned it. Okay. Yeah, this one comes from Jason. Good afternoon. Thank you. Uh, different Jason than before. I think I mentioned a Jason who had given a donation. This yes. is a different Jason. Okay. Thank you for addressing my previous questions. I've got a lot of them. Here's my conundrum. So this is a Jason we've replied to before. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just not the Jason from earlier. <laughs> While I try not to get upset or angry, I do. I say things in the heat of the moment, and that some and sometimes I forget that I said them. Hmm. I try to remember them, even if someone says, you once said this, mm-hmm. or you said that. In 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. How can I confess if I don't remember? This isn't a habitual sin. I know God will forgive and forget, but some of my brothers and sisters don't. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. Well, remember this passage from Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. God is not holding your wrongs against you, even if other people are. Mm -hmm. If you are trusting in Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, even when you don't remember what they are. Mm -hmm. Because, Jason, I'm telling you, any single one of us, (laughs) any one of us, we're going to be walking through heaven's gates, having not perfectly confessed every sin that we've done. Very true. Not even remembering every sin that we've done. Not even thinking that we've sinned when it was completely a sin. Yeah, like there's things we've done that we didn't think were sin. Like we sin before we even get out of bed in the morning. (laughs) Kind of things. What was I dreaming about last night? Yeah, whatever. Well, I mean, was our thoughts first on God? Yeah. When we first wake up? When we wake up. Or do you pull out your phone and yeah. and uh, start grouching about stuff on Twitter? Or do you grouch that your alarm clock's going off? I mean, there's <laughs> multiple things. You're angry that the kids didn't let you go to sleep last night and you didn't get as much sleep as you thought that you were going to get. I mean, any number of things yeah. that we have done in our minds and we feel justified in feeling that way. We've never confessed those things before the Lord. We've got plenty of sins when we walk through heaven's gate Mm -hmm. that we've not adequately asked forgiveness for nor have repented of. Right. And the Lord is going to receive us anyway. He is so gracious. Because you trust in Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, not in your ability to remember what they are. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is your assurance. Mm -hmm. The assurance is Christ, not in what you've done, but in what he's done for you. Right. And then once again, you're going to have plenty of people in the world that are going to remind you of things. If Mm -hmm. if there is like a legitimate, hey, you said this to me and I'm really hurt by that. And there there's cause for you to apologize, then apologize for it, even if you don't remember what it is. Of course. And even if they're not going to forgive you and you're going to they're going to hold that grudge against you, apologize and ask for forgiveness anyway. Mm hmm. If it's something that somebody's blaming you for and they're just complaining about hurt feelings because they're hypersensitive, 
because they're a leftist. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh, don't apologize for things that you didn't actually do wrong just because somebody is hurt by it. Mm-hmm. But if there's something someone brings, even if you didn't remember what it was and they're genuinely hurt, just apologize. Yeah. And we remember the instruction in Colossians 3, as the Lord God has forgiven you, so you also are to forgive. Mm-hmm. If there's somebody that has not adequately apologized for something they've done to you, mm-hmm. let it go. And I also want to point out the fact that um, anger, you know, hits often. Oh, yeah. And so, like, um, so if somebody is angry with you, per se, then you've forgiven them mm-hmm. and then they do it again. You do you that first forgiveness gift of forgiveness is not carried over to the next thing you have to forgive them again yeah 70 times seven yeah yeah it's it's each situation is a new situation right and you forgive them each time yeah so it's not something that's like oh i've already forgiven them but i'm still angry with them because they got angry with me or what you know whatever they sinned against me or something yes it's it's you forgive them each time so yeah that's peter asking jesus how many times do i forgive my brother right 70 times seven times I tell you 70 times, seven times. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus says. And the, the point being, there's no limit. Right. <laughs> it is unlimited. There's no limit to God's forgiveness for us, praise God. Amen. And so we are not to hold wrongs against our brother either. Now, now having said that, though, uh, that doesn't mean that you necessarily trust that person. Right. If they repeatedly are doing this over and over and over again, there, there you is forgive. Still, there's still the consequence of that action exactly. happening. Yeah. So if you were the one at fault and you have done this multiple times, do expect there is going to be a consequence. They're not just going to forgive and act like everything's hunky dory because they've forgiven you. Sure. That there's there's going to be the the natural consequence and also sometimes extra. So You reap what you sow. Yeah. So anyway, that was just my two cents. Yeah. But I hope that's helpful for you, Jason. Yeah. Again, it just comes back to Relying and trusting upon God. And read further there in 1 John, since you quoted from 1 John 1, 9. Mm-hmm. Because as you go on in 1 John, there's there's all uh, of, of that wonderful assurance of our salvation Amen. that John is laying out there. Yes. Getting to chapter 5, I've written these things to you that you may know that you have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Read that over and over again. It's a great chapter that I send people to often when it comes to understanding the forgiveness of sins and assurance that we have in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He died for us. He rose again from the dead. All who believe in him will be forgiven their sins and have everlasting life. We are saved from the judgment of God and we have eternal life with Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Rejoice in that. Live in that every day. Pursue the holiness of God that we've been given in Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Let's finish with prayer. Yes, let's. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these listeners who have... Uh, sent in to us. I thank you for Andrew and the first Jason who (laughs) sent us gifts. I pray for Mike, this fellow that was uh, spouting off this crazy stuff on Facebook, however many people have been seeing that and repeating it and throwing it around, uh, that he would come to a right understanding of the scriptures, that he would hear somebody explain these things to him and that his heart would be receptive to it, not continuing in, in error the way that he's doing and leading people astray. But we understand who you are according to what you have said about yourself in the Bible. You are a God who forgives 
as you said before Moses, but you're also a God who is going to bring judgment to those who are not repentant. And so may we have a heart of humility in all of this, knowing that we have sin, but you forgive that we would turn from that sin to the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. I thank you for Galen and for his emailing in uh, and expressing his thankfulness for the podcast. May this continue to be edifying to him, not because I have anything great to say, but because the word of God is being proclaimed. May I be faithful in that work that I'm sharing not simply my own opinions, although I'm going to have opinions about things, but I'm sharing what God says in his word and rightly handling the word of truth, the instruction that was given from Paul to Timothy. We pray once again for Gina, that she would have somebody that she can share these things with, somebody who would pray with her and lift her up and guide her in a right understanding of the scriptures, forgive her of the sins that she has done against you, and forgive the second Jason as well, and, uh, and help him in his understanding of assurance that we may rejoice together in Christ, who has forgiven us our sins and made us fellow heirs with him of the eternal kingdom that we have in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it's in his wonderful name that we pray. Amen. Amen.